0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Songwriters on Process podcast. My name is Benno Papari, and since 2010, I've run the Songwriters on Process website, where you can find more than 200 conversations with songwriters about the creative process. I'm not here to talk about tour stories, band drama, how a band got its name, or favorite foods. My goal is to treat songwriters as writers, plain and simple. This is an intelligent conversation about the writing process between two writers and today's interview is with aaron ray uh aaron has a new album out on uh, 30 tigers records called lighten up and a lot of comparisons have been made to the singer songwriters of the 1970s Joni mitchell jackson brown almost every review talks about uh, a reference to some canyon typically laurel canyon uh and that scene in this in the 70s the singer songwriter era and uh, there's a lot of uh, merit to that uh, but these are just great songs, period, and I'm a big fan of her of her songwriting and so even independent of that uh you know these are just great songs, but a few things stood out with this interview uh that I remember um and we did this uh when did we do this? We did this uh i think beginning of march twenty twenty two so not that long ago, and one is the word glowy she talks about the word glowy a lot and to me glowy would be happiness lights glow but it's not for her uh you'll have to listen to see but i was surprised when she defined the word glowy cuz she says it a bunch so that's the first thing the second thing uh is her process itself she likes a good hardwood floor uh because the hardwood floors create some good reverb when she sings and her process is pretty simple she walks around with the guitar, and that's how she creates inside, of course. um, No one can be around, but she just walks through the house singing, and the hardwood floors give her that good reverb uh, when she sings. And last, and probably, well, certainly not least, is the influence that social media and her phone, not social media so much as her phone, has had on her process. And I'm surprised more songwriters uh, haven't told me this. I interviewed Robin Hitchcock a few years ago, and he mentioned this. I think he was the first one that talked about how practically uh, phones and social media creates a distraction. You're not creating when you're on your phone all the time, and you're not open to your environment and to listening and to using your senses to see and hear and smell what's around you if you're on your phone all the time. And it's very practical. There's no deeper meaning than that, but how phones have taken away that creative element at that creative time and sure. But the the practical part of it is that how can you be aware of your surroundings if you've got your, um, your, if your head's buried in your phone all the time and she talks about how she had to actually set it outside, um, keep it away from her when she records, when she creates, because she found herself going back to it so much and, and zapping, sapping her of her, creative energy so anyway i enjoyed this a lot uh it's a great new album lighten up as i said That's out on 30 tigers records and with that here is my interview with aaron ray so thanks for taking the time to talk to me yeah uh, thanks for having me yeah and i love the new album i was listening to it um listening to it for a lot in the past couple of weeks and it's fantastic so Thank you. always okay. start with this question outside of songwriting how much writing are you doing? Some people like to journal. Some people just do, you know, dabbling in other types of writing. How much writing are you doing outside of that?
1: I, I like am an, an occasional journaler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in the last few years I've gotten to do like an essay here or there and I actually owe one to a publication right now. <laughs> so I need to get on that, but yeah, I, um, I'm not, I don't have a real consistent practice. I I would, I always feel better, you know, of course, when I do, hmm. um, journal and kind of let things flow in that way. So
0: do you ever look, uh, is that ever maybe a place for song ideas?
1: It hasn't really been, I think it probably just kind of clears out some things, uh, clears out the muck and. Yeah, I feel like song ideas kind of come to me at random times, you know, just driving down the road or doing some other task. (laughs) Usually not having my mind on writing is when like the, the initial idea comes. So, yeah, I think I used to when I was first getting started, I had I carried around a journal with me like a kind of a big, like drawing notebook and would just like write down ideas and like doodle in the, in it. And, um, I mean, it definitely helps if I've written something down, even if it's just a, a line to revisit it and be like, Oh yeah, that was something kind of keeping it in the subconscious or whatever, just like, um, but yeah, typically if I'm journaling, it's kind of just to, to shed some personal, whatever, you know, um, noise, I guess.
0: Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the doodling and things and, and, you know, I've had some, some songwriters tell me that, well, actually, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you, when it comes to lyrics, are you pen and paper or a computer person? Pen and paper. And you said that so as if there was no other option, you were so (laughs) quick. But I'll tell you, I could do an entire website dedicated to the song, to the just the pens and uh, songwriters are so particular about their writing (laughs) utensils. So I could do an entire website dedicated just to the types of pens and even like types of paper. I mean, down to brand and color of ink and the type of paper. So I'm guessing you're are you flexible with that at all? Do you have your thing that you just like to use?
1: I, well, I I love. Uh, I love to shop for school supplies, (laughs) you know, I feel like, um, yeah, the, I, I pretty consistently will buy like moleskin, uh, journals. I don't know if that's how you say it, but, uh, so I usually have that kind of journal, but I'm so inconsistent about like filling them up. So I'm like, do I have a preference? I don't know, but I love, uh, I guess a ballpoint pen. What is that with like the heavier ink, not the gel? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the gel, but it doesn't feel as like I don't know. It just feels better. To have the.
0: But it's a confidence thing, though, right? I mean, it, it's to me, it's. And I guess we'll talk about the ritual now. But I mean, I I, I absolutely have pens. I mean, I I don't know what this is, but it's a, what is this energy gel? Yeah. Um, and I love it, and it's the only one I'll buy. Yeah. Um, I can write with anything, but, but it's a confidence thing. Like if I have the ritual and I know that there are certain things that I tend to write more effectively with, um, then I don't know if that makes a difference. Like maybe it's superstition, but there's certain things that if I have them think if I have those things, those things with me, right. Maybe there's a greater chance of success. I don't know. So
1: yeah.
0: how important is that ritual to you? Like time of day? place I mean place down to like the room or the chair like for me again there are certain things like I write in this chair but I revise in that chair behind me Um, I don't do those things so I'm curious if you have rituals like that where you just tend to get your best writing done
1: I I think I've moved around to so many different houses over you know the last however many years 10 years um but it, where it feels the best to just I kind of I write the best when I'm like walking around with my guitar singing, you know, kind of like it's very connected to me, uh, like the physical element of and just like. I don't know if it's emotional or what it that just kind of I feel like I trust it more if it if it comes out like in that way rather than me like coming up with it and writing it down. Maybe that's just because I'm more, more comfortable with it or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, typically it's been like walking around. If the room has hardwood floors, um, living room, uh, usually the living room or, or kitchen, whatever is the most like reverberant, you know,
0: hmm. where there's
1: not a lot of carpet sucking up the, you know, the sound. Um, yeah. Cause it kind of, it just feel, it feels good to sing in a room that's reverberant. It feel You sound better. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, and so it's kind of more inspiring. I feel like, and then, uh, yeah, it makes you want to keep going. Nobody else can be home. <laughs> you know, I'd moved into an apartment. I was living in an apartment building like this old, uh, it's like a hundred year old apartment building. It, it's so beautiful. And I've wanted to live there for a while and I lived there all of last year, but the floors were so creaky. And then I could hear my neighbor, like on the other side of the wall and these old plaster walls, and you could hear each other walking around, you know, and I was just like, they can hear when I'm singing. I can't sing. (laughs) They can't be, I can't like, you know, it's kind of like not wanting someone to look over your shoulder while you're in the middle of typing something, I'm like, let, "Let I want you to see the finished product. I don't want you to see this is like my time, you know."
0: Yeah. So, so I'm curious, just in a practical perspective, where does the pen and paper? Are you where, where are they when you're walking around with that guitar? Are they in another room and you run over there? Where do the, how do the lyrics fit into that when you've got that guitar?
1: Yeah, I guess it ends up. Uh, yeah, it's like nearby. It's like okay. on a, on a table or somewhere nearby open, maybe there's like a line written down and then I'm like, you know, start kind of singing around with it and and see what else comes up. I feel like the singing helps access like my subconscious kind of stream or stream of consciousness or whatever hmm. Since
0: I okay. hate to ask the typical lyrics or music first question, but um Are those, do you often start with the lyrics and then the music comes after it?
1: I think they're pretty tied. Usually it'll be like, yeah, like a line with a melody, Mm -hmm. you know, will kind of appear like, like I said, driving down the road or whatever. And I'll be singing it for a couple of days. And then finally it like germinates enough to be like, oh, this could be what this is about. Or, you know, this could be. The story that that or this is where that line is meant to go you know so i think it's i think it's kind of in tandem
0: yeah Yeah. so i actually wrote down this quote the other day that i thought was interesting that agatha christie the author said she said the lat the best time to plan a book is when you're doing the dishes so I say that you mentioned something earlier, and this is a conversation i am been having with songwriters probably more so over the past two years, because people have been inside so much, but the idea of movement to the writing process, um, yeah. doing mundane activities is when the ideas come. So I'm just going to throw some, I've heard the craziest thing. So Yola and Emily Scott Robinson both told me that vacuuming is when they get ideas. Mm-hmm. I've heard chopping vegetables. I've heard, uh, Kebmo told me folding clothes, uh uh cleaning all of these things um something about a mundane activity uh that lets us you know like a household chore. yeah, that allows us and to me i, I think it's interesting because it would seem that even those things inv- involve some kind of like I'm making this motion like a back thing, but you right. know, that that something that even that mundane activity. Involves some element of conscious thinking. So wouldn't that be taking away from the songwriting process? But, but the amount of times I've been told that it's some ritualistic mundane activity is when the ideas come. Yeah. Um, so why, why do you think that is? Cause I've heard that all the time and you even said it, I forgot what you said. You didn't say driving, you said something, um, some mundane activity, but that's yeah. what, why, why do you think that is?
1: I think, yeah. Does that, ha- well,
0: does that happen a lot to you?
1: Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot recently, actually just, I think uh it's hard to say which household chore comes up cuz I feel like I put my chores off for so long um that yeah I uh maybe I would feel I'd you know it, I definitely think <clears throat> whether it's you know cooking or just kind of getting things done around the house those are those are things that don't require much emotional processing you know it's kind of just like doing them and then there's like a finished product so you can kind of a lot of other things can be going on in the background but I do think I playing guitar for me is very much that like when I think that's why I say like the music and lyrics kind of come together at the same time it's because of like that motion that maybe the back and forth of like strumming um, the met kind of a meditative rhythm or whatever yeah it's interesting I think to um this time of having so much constant um access to media of any kind I'm very very uh like addicted to my phone I would say and so it's like it's it's has to be so intentional to like leave that space. So it's almost hard to even say, you know, I was just trying to think like okay, the last few times I may have been doing the dishes, I probably had the daily on, you know, listening to a podcast or yeah. just, you know, um and or going for a walk even. Um and so yeah, I think it's very it's Yeah, it's like the combination of having some activity, but not being distracted on the intellectual, like, you know, with words, I guess.
0: (laughs) I mean, I had, I think it was Robin Hitchcock, I interviewed him like five years ago, and he was the only one to ever tell me. He said, yeah, absolutely. Social media has put a dent into my creative process. I yeah. mean, I I can't imagine how it isn't. I mean, if you're on a walk and you're, you know, you're listening to a podcast or your music or on the phone, you're not aware of your surroundings as much. And he said, yeah. absolutely, you know, that that's been to the detriment because I'm less aware of my surroundings because of yeah. that. I, no one's ever said that, but it feels like, how can that not be the case? Right.
1: Right. I think there's a little bit, I mean, there, for me, at least I feel like a little, it sucks to, to like acknowledge that. But I was talking to some friends recently just kind of, we're all just like remarking on the level of like increased screen time, how, you know, the phone will show you. And, um, I was like, I think it's getting worse, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think when I was first starting to write songs, I think I probably still had a flip phone you know wow uh i think or maybe it had like a you know like the little slide up when it was still like t9 right right um i think not for very long it was like not too long after that that i got my first iphone but like you know i think this was like also the level of like um maybe the software hadn't been developed to like hook us into our phones so much. Um, it seemed like I had more um, free mental space, you know, mm-hmm. and so now it's just so important. Like the writing of this record, it really required me to set aside that time uh, to be like, okay, two hours, three hours, two hours, (laughs) um, with that, with my phone on airplane mode, you know,
0: and
1: just kind of being like, okay, treat it like if I was going to do like a meditation, but longer, it's like, I don't not looking at my phone right now. If I'm getting uncomfortable, you know, I'll switch activities. I can like, you know, draw or something, or just, I would like bring colored pencils into the writing space and just be like, okay, I'll play guitar. And if I'm not feeling that, then I'll go through some lyrics that I had before and kind of, or just find something that, so just keeping that like a playful element to
0: what I'm doing. Um, but not to intentionally to intentionally get you away from the phone. Yeah. Wow. And, and
1: also just to like settle in, to the present moment more, you know, and less just picking up a different activity, honestly, but something that's still creative, like, yeah, kind of just like, I think that the creative muse or whatever for me, that channel is so tied to like a feeling of being free to explore and, and being playful and like kind of childlike in a way, um, where that judgment is removed, like, so need that judgment to get out of the way so Mm -hmm. that stuff can just come out and then I can figure it out later if I like it or not, you know, I think the time that I feel like most inspired and free of like any, uh, you know, anxiety or criticism is like, late at night, you know, whether, and I've had many times where I've been like driving through town after spending time with friends. So it's kind of like that feeling of like, okay, I've been fulfilled like by connection with people or I went to a show and saw some inspiring music. And also my like coffee has worn off for the day. So I don't have that anxiety, (laughs) you know, and I'm like tired and the, it's just kind of like the glowy time. So it's not quite like right before sleep or like semi sleep, but it is like something about being tired maybe is a little bit of a, um, yeah, just a kind of a, as I don't, I don't drink, but like similarly gives you that like freedom of like, at least creative inhibition. I kind of like can romanticize things a little yeah. better, you know?
0: Um, So I think you mentioned your phone and earlier, but uh, do you have a lot of ideas, whether they're voice melodies or lyrical ideas in your phone? Yes. And be honest with me because I've had some <laughs> songwriters tell me if any songwriter tells you they go through those, they're lying. They never do this person. Yeah. Said so how often do you go back through those ideas for whether you, whether for an idea or maybe because you're stuck and you go, Oh, you know, hmm, that's a good place. That's oh I need that. This is perfect for the song. Yeah.
1: Um, I definitely will go back sometime, especially if it's been a minute since I've like had an idea or I'm just like, do I even write songs? Like, what am I doing? And so I'll just, yeah pull up the old voice memos. And it's, <laughs> it always sounds uh, insane to me, actually. There's like a lot of just where it almost sounds, I'm like, am I yelling? Like, why, why do I sound like that? <laughs> um, very occasionally. Cause it's, it's very strange. Usually this happens like while I'm driving or walking. And so I'll sing whatever. And the music is in my head but that I, that I can't remember like what exactly it sounded like. So I just have the melody that I'm singing into the phone, which, you know, I'm like, well, without reference, it sounds kind of weird and I'm not sure that it's so, yeah, it's a hit or miss situation, but I definitely do go through them sometimes.
0: Is there an ideal emotion when you tend to get your best writing done?
1: I, there's definitely, there's a lot of like, nostalgic elements i think um it's mostly just like this feeling and this like gut feeling of like kind of an openness um it's like this glowy feeling of like whether it's i feel like it is connected to like love in a way whether it not necessarily romantic but just connection with other people um yeah just the expansiveness of, I don't know what, what you can experience, uh, whether it is like sadness or, uh, happiness or just, you know, font, like a fondness for someone or just, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a, a favorite. It's more just about kind of that is where if I'm connected to that, like glowy sort of feeling, i i trust what's coming out more than if I'm like writing it cerebrally. If that makes sense.
0: It does. <laughs> but you've said the word glowy at least three times. So we yeah. have to define it because I don't know what it means, but I you said it it's so like, many times. So I know it's like, what does it mean?
1: Um, I think it is that like a, it's a feeling of being connected to other people, uh, a feeling of um, being in touch with like the capacity for connection, I guess. I don't, I'm not really sure if that might,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and maybe the, oftentimes there is like some sadness. There's like, there's like a little bit of sadness. There's a little bit of happiness, like nostalgia. It's like all of it just kind of a, it's like a concentrated, uh, uh yeah, a concentrated I, feeling like the human experience. Okay, like, good.
0: I, uh, you said it so many times, but, but, but it, w- what was interesting was that I I'm associating glowy with, you know, glow, happy, light, all that stuff, but to yeah. you, it's not right. You said glowy can be sadness also.
1: Yeah, I think there's. It's more about like the space, like energetic okay. space. I like that. Yeah, I'm okay, kind of good. imagining like, like an orb.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, a couple more questions. What was the, on the latest album? What song was the biggest struggle to finish? Mm. Was there a song that you maybe wanted to give up on because it wasn't coming, but you pushed through? Was there a song that just was a real challenge?
1: Um. Well, Lighten Up and Try was one that I ended up co-writing with my friend Andrew. I I had like started that uh like verse and chorus and then really yeah, I needed a pal to come help f- flesh that out um and I just love Andrew's writing style, so that was like we hadn't written much together in our years of being friends and touring, so that Who's was very, this, Andrew? Andrew Combs. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don I mean the song "Gonna Be Strange" was one where I the second verse w- came very close to the time I went to go record because of you know I had it, I sat with it for a while. Uh, sat with that first verse and chorus and kind of like saying different things here and there, but just, yeah, I kind of had to wait for like the next emotional, like, I don't know the next little time of like where it was up, up towards the surface of the subconscious or whatever, you know, so to kind of revisit it. Cause I did not want that to sound, uh, trite or just like phoned in. Um, so, Yeah. Sometimes that's the most difficult part. It's like being like, okay, I guess I just have to wait. (laughs) Um, yeah.
0: Is there one, what was the easiest? Is there one on the, on the album that is just one of those 10 minute ones that just first, you know, came out and that was it.
1: Um, drift away, uh, drift away and enemy
0: where were you when they do this for you in the house or when those
1: I was walking around the neighborhood, There's a loop that was taken and I was coming up the hill and it was like the morning time. So it was very, there's great light. It was early in the winter time. Still, it was like January, February. So it was like, yeah was ready for some spring time to be on the horizon. It kind of felt like things were starting to lift. And so that's what was captured in that song. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, things feel like they're going to be okay. Also, I'm really scared. That's that song. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And then enemy was one I wrote just sitting on my bed. Um, I was living in Greenbrier, Tennessee, and that was one. My friend Lou that was after a long dry spell. I hadn't been writing songs and she was like, let's, you know, send, let's just do a song idea each day. How, doesn't matter how much we get done of it, but we'll send it to each other. Like we record a little, whether it's a voice memo or she did more like fleshed out kind of ideas with sense and like recording gear and whatever. And, um, but it was, yeah, it was like, Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be good. So I'll just, start playing. And that's kind of what spilled out at that time. That had been probably in the old, the old noggin storage system for a minute, ready to make it appearance. So,
0: <laughs> Right. To those dry spells make you nervous. I mean, some songwriters tell me that they're deliberately times when they don't write because they've used that as like a, the, the phrase is always filling the well. That's how I say it's always filling the well, but yeah. Do those dry dry spells make you anxious or you just feel like, well, it's just nothing there and it'll happen eventually.
1: I think I'm learning to be a little bit more, uh, a little less anxious, a little more okay with the dry spell. And especially now having put out three records, knowing that like there's going to be, it's like a different part of the brain that goes into like, the promotion of a record and like release of a record, like getting ready to tour and all of that. But it was like, uh, so yeah. So just kind of trusting the natural cycle that there is, but then, um, definitely still have the, uh, occasional spell of like, I'm not a real songwriter. That's not going to ever happen again. Like that was just a, you know, a fluke. Um, but literally, the, the day that "Lighten Up" came out, I, I started to have like some song ideas. Probably just the the influx of of dopamine from <laughs> everybody being so right. kind about it. You know, I was like, okay, cool. I believe in myself, and I'm excited to keep going. Um, so yeah, so it kind of, it definitely comes in waves.
0: All right, last question. So, how much do other artistic forms influence your songwriting? Uh, whether it's reading. Uh, you know, visual art, how, you know, a lot of songwriters told me they're voracious readers and that's you know the people they read have a big impact on them as songwriters. So yeah. do those things have an impact on you? And what do you like to, what are the other, you know, do, do you have favorite writers, I guess?
1: Yeah. Um, I can especially in the last few years, I feel like I'm uh, definitely have been inspired by so many, like a lot of Southern writers, there was a period of time, uh, specifically where Rick Bragg, his books, uh, the, his book all over, but the shout and, like kind of books that have that Southern richness of like ca- that capture like the, the colloquialisms and like the, I don't know, the dialect of different, it's very romantic to me. That's very inspiring to me. Anything that kind of can spur that visual, uh, I don't know where I can see the landscape in my mind of what's going on. And, uh, so books about the South, Southern writers in general, um, trying to think of authors. Of course, there's like, you know, Eudora Welty and Virginia Woolf. Um, every time my sister lives living in Oxford, Mississippi, so every time I'm going to Square Books and, uh, you know, pick up something. Yeah. I really am deeply inspired by like the romanticism of the South, I guess. And like rich capturings of that, whether it's in film or with, you know, with words and in books, language and yeah.
0: And that's it for the latest episode of songwriters on process. Don't forget, you can find all of my interviews with over 200 songwriters on my Songwriters on Process website at songwritersonprocess.com, going all the way back to 2010. You can read them, watch them, or listen to them. So until next time, thanks for listening.